0: We don't love young people in a vacuum, and neither did Jesus. The murder of George Floyd and movement for Black Lives in this season has sparked national outrage and will forever shape this generation of young people.
1: And Jesus meets us in the middle of it all. Today, we unpack how we are processing our grief and practicing lament in this moment as leaders and how we've created space to process grief and practice lament with young people.
2: Welcome back to the Learning Community Podcast, where every week we explore resources and ideas to maximize the impact of youth workers across our community. We're your hosts this week, Rachel and Josh. Yep, yep. And we're joined by our producer and Tacoma YFC volunteer and training coordinator, Danielle Bender. Hey. A.K.A. Danny.
1: All right, so what we got this week, Rachel?
2: We're going to talk about grief. Because, I, I mean, I've been wrestling with grief. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's like, it would almost be weird for us to not talk about it. Yeah. It's such a, like, heavy... I mean, we live in the Pacific Northwest, so it, like, kind of always feels like we're grieving, but...
1: It's raining today.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, like, even while we're recording today, I'm like, it's so heavy, like... Right. You know? So what about grief? What exactly? We talk a lot about, like, spiritual practices on the podcast and talk a lot about what it means to engage our souls in this really practical sense um, as ministers where we don't just, like, do youth work. Like, we also abide with a God that's greater than us. And so in this season for me, especially in the last, like, four weeks, learning what it means to grieve with God, Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I talked about it on the podcast about...
1: I think I remember you saying something about learning to lament. Yeah. And I think it was when you were learning to, like, celebrate and also, like, fasting.
2: Yes, yeah, so when we were talking about fasting feasting, yeah. And like, just remembering how God grieves. Mm-hmm. Like, he is grieved by the brokenness of the world. And so a natural response from us is to also grieve and lament with. Lament is this, it's an act of worship. Mm-hmm. It's an act of response. 40% of the Psalms were lament Psalms. This really like public and corporate way to worship by acknowledging the brokenness of the world and the goodness of God Mm -hmm. in one space.
1: That makes sense. Because, I mean, just reading the Psalms, David starts with, Oh, how downcast is my soul. And then, but you are the everlasting God. It reminds me a lot of gospel songs. Yeah. Like, I feel like gospel songs lament all the time. Totally. um, Where they start, which. I won't complain and I'm having a hard day and then, but God's been good to me.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And so without the like lamenting process, there's no real heart transformation. Mm.
1: Mm.
2: That is so true. That's good.
1: I think for me, cause when the George Floyd thing first happened, I remember I sent Rachel this video, like I was sitting, I thought I was numb. I was feeling numb. And then I turned on gospel music and all these emotions came out. Mm. And I can say before, Having that moment, I was bitter, I was angry. after having that moment of lamenting, like I came out gentle mm-hmm. and softened of the heart. So that goes with what you're saying. like there was a transformation that happened inside of me after I lamented and after I like had that space and that time with
2: God. Yeah Well and it, I think too, it doesn't always like you don't always have such a quick transformation. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good example. Of like, man, God really met you. Mm-hmm. And like and it feels cool to be seen mm-hmm. by God mm-hmm. in my pain. Mm-hmm. Like I think those have been really special special and precious moments with the Lord where I feel like, oh, like I'm not just experiencing this nightmare by myself. Yeah. Like he sees this and is grieved by this too. Um and we can acknowledge that in relationship together. But also like there have been times where I have prayed lament prayers and I didn't necessarily fully believe what Mm -hmm. I was saying. Like I was like, I don't wanna live this life anymore, even like getting to that point and just saying, Oh, there's a it's a Bethel song, You Are Good Mm. -hmm. Mm -hmm. I sang that song for a whole year and didn't believe it. Yeah, you know, my dad be like, "Fake it till you make (laughs) it," because it it did become true to me. Like later, like you know, it just wasn't all in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to be like, "Oh, we live in complete brokenness. This world is awful and terrible, Mm -hmm. and there's so much wrong." But God, Mm -hmm. you -hmm. know, even if you're like, I don't know what the but is (laughs) yet, you know, (laughs) but God. how have you guys been lamenting lately or what has been your lament specifically? Cause I mean, obviously like we lament this world being broken. We lament like specific um, injustices, but maybe like for you personally, where are you feeling like you're at?
0: Well, for me personally, I feel like, you know, Josh, you talk about like listening to the gospel music and then that being like a transition from the anger to like the, like kind of, sadness that you feel like i sat in the anger of it for like way too long to the point where i was like not feeling that transformation yet of just like grief like i was just so angry and so it took and i wasn't going to god because it's like this weird maybe expectation that you know god is not gonna like allow you to be in that way like to feel that way but you know with a sense of anger sometimes I think I feel like I'm in control Mm -hmm. that way. And so when you go to God and like for me it was like getting into my word and like I find peace in Ecclesiastes. So I was like reading Ecclesiastes all last week and it is just so reminding like, okay, no, like I I don't have control of this. Nobody has control of this. None of the best activists, of the politicians, like Mm -hmm. we can't put – you know, our trust into like any policies or anything like that. Like we have to trust God Mm -hmm. and he says that and he says it in his word. Um, And so I think for me that has been part of the process and he cares about the details of all of those things. But like, for me, I'm like, okay, going to him first, like being abiding in him, like he will make the way really clear for me how to be Instead of, yeah. like, looking to the world first and what they're offering.
2: and Yeah, and, like, I think because we know how great God is, mm-hmm. it compels us mm-hmm. to honor him and in worship to him,
0: mm-hmm. act out mm-hmm. our
2: faith. Like, you were reading um, the scripture, Faith Without Works, mm-hmm. um, and you read the whole thing. And I don't think I've ever had somebody read to me the whole thing before, but it is, like pretty intense like mm-hmm. he goes in on people who are like ah my faith is just like for me exclusively in my home and like right myself. you know like right. or it's just this like really intimate personal thing that doesn't compel me in anything mm-hmm. right and like that scripture just talks so much about being compelled mm-hmm. by that abiding relationship that you have with
0: jesus mm-hmm. and you need that time with the lord because like that really prepared me to have like a conversation with one of the girls that i mentor. Um, where she was just telling me, like, this is the first time she's 19. She's like, this is the first time I realized that like, my life is in danger, because I'm a black woman. Mm. Um, And so, because I'm a white woman. So like, in order to be the most supportive and loving person that I can be, recognizing like, that that is not something that I can fix. And so me having that back and forth with God previously really prepared me to have that conversation mm. and just be able to, like, be there yeah. and just, like, know what how God sees her and how God sees us and not, like, you know, if I was still in the place of, like, wanting to be in control, then, you know, who like, who knows? But then that space was, um, I feel like, really glorifying to God in that time.
1: That makes complete sense. Because I think what can happen with all – with high – How high emotions are right now. People are rushing in to do things, Mm -hmm. um, thinking that this is something that man can fix. Mm -hmm. When really and truly, this is a sin issue that God has to fix. Mm -hmm. And so, if we don't go to God and deal with Him first, there's Mm -hmm. no way we can go and do what we need to do Mm -hmm. out in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, I think that that's what that reminded me of. Like, you had your time with God and He was preparing you Mm -hmm. to go and actually put your faith Mm -hmm. into action Mm -hmm. and be the comfort that she needed in that moment. But it had to come from him first.
2: Absolutely. yeah, As it should, yeah. Danielle, you give a good example about coming alongside a young person during this time. And I'm curious, Josh, what has it looked like for you to come alongside kids? Because it feels like we as adults are carrying this really heavy weight. And yeah. I found myself, like, after a week of holding that and grieving and sitting in my lament and, like, laying before God really broken – Realizing all of a sudden like I work in youth ministry. What are kids processing right now, you know, like oh wow like okay Yes, I have my stuff, but also I love these young people. So what does that look like
1: for you and like
2: relationship with your boys and stuff?
1: Yeah, well It goes a lot with what Danny said one I had to do the work myself and just get my peace get my healing or just come around those emotions Mm -hmm. Um, and then What it's done is we've had really, really good dialogue about what's been going on. And a lot of the questions that I've been posing have came from my own time with the Lord or me processing myself. So just asking kids like, oh, how are you feeling? But also giving them specific answer choices like, oh, I'm angry or I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm numb. And I think they've responded really, really well to that because I think a lot of times students know what they're feeling but they can't necessarily say it Mm -hmm. right and so giving them the opportunity to say it in like a safe space um but also i think they've seen just from us like we're in this too it's not like oh josh the leader and they're the kids it's like no i am a part of this i'm in this with you i'm processing this as well and that's been very very fruitful
0: So at the end of every episode, we're doing a segment called Take Three, where we provide three quick takeaways you can process throughout the week. So one of the things that has been at the top of my mind has been how important it is to be in relationship with people that reflect a different image of God than what you're used to. Not somebody that looks like you, not somebody that has experienced the same things as you. And I think one of the most harmful things that we could do right now is to try to push ourselves in relationship with people that you haven't been investing in prior to this time. Um, It can be really hurtful and harmful in the process that everyone is in right now, as far as lamenting. But something that you can really practically do is reflect and ask yourself why you haven't been in relationship with anybody that reflect a different image of God than what you're used to. And I think that like you and God can work that out at this time.
1: Amen. I think that is really, really good. Um, A good takeaway. I know for me, it has been overwhelming with the amount of people that have come to me for information or my experience. So I really appreciate you saying that. Um, One takeaway that I would say, because we work with youth, is kids know what is happening. They are on social media. They're more informed than any other generation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you aren't creating space to have these conversations with your students, you are missing out
0: Yeah,
1: and you're mm-hmm. losing your witness mm-hmm. because the church is supposed to be involved in things that matter mm-hmm. in the culture. If you haven't had these conversations, you are missing out.
2: Yeah,
1: Your kids are thinking about it. They're talking about it, but who are they talking about it with? If, You are the adult in their life that is supposed to show them Jesus, but you aren't having this conversation. They have no idea how God feels about this. Wow. So my takeaway would be create space to have these conversations with kids. Mm -hmm. Whether you have it figured out or not, you need to create some way for them to be able to share in a free way what they're feeling in a way that you can redirect to the gospel yeah.
2: and give them ways to get involved mm-hmm. that are rooted in the gospel. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of kids want to get involved and want to be a part of the movement. And we want them to meet Jesus there because yeah. mm-hmm. Jesus cares about justice yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And um, they need to know that he cares about this. Yeah. And if you are a grown person and, and you don't know what God thinks about this, then I think that that's an invitation to press in. Mm -hmm. And so as we talk about lament, I'm inviting you to take some time to lament Mm -hmm. this week, this month, this year, make it a part of your practice, your spiritual practice. If David was doing it that much, okay, he (laughs) probably should be doing it too. Um, And do it publicly and create spaces where you can do that with other people. Like that it, it was not for him an exclusively private thing. It was something that he was doing as a form of worship that that was used to glorify god in front of people Mm -hmm. um and i think the only way that we can love kids well is if it's coming out of a place where we first abide Mm -hmm. with the father yeah everybody need to go to god (laughs) okay (laughs) takeaway number one okay (laughs) go to god (laughs) God.
1: (laughs) so thank y'all for tuning in to the learning community podcast from tacoma area yfc You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on TacomaYFC.org. You'll also find notes to any resources we referenced in the episode description on any and all platforms.
2: Danny, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Anytime.
0: is an extension of Tacoma Area Youth for Christ monthly youth leader training and equipping workshops. If you like these, you'll love those. We look forward to seeing you at one this fall.